Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Many of you have been asking, where can I listen to Inspirato Projecto podcast? Well, the good news is you can hear it on Acast, Spotify, Podknife, Auto Radio, Podchaser, Odyssey, iHeart, Overcast, Podcast Republic, Podtail, Google Play, Castbox.fm, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, Podcast Pup, Digital Podcast, Listen Notes, Mixcloud, Spreaker, TuneIn, iTunes, Blueberry, Breaker, Castrex, Rat Poison, Podbean, Player FM, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Anchor FM. Oh my god, are you kidding me? That was brilliant! I love it! Oh my god, thank you so much! I am busy right now, but I am going to. Oh my god, I gotta share that. I gotta share that everywhere. I love it so much. Thank you so very much. You're so awesome. Oh my gosh, I love Orson Welles. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> thank you. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, might I introduce to you a uh, Swedish uh, auteur, uh, Johan Garcide, um, all the way from Sweden. How are you doing, Johan Garcide? Oh, very good. Thank you for <laughs> it's very good to be here. Oh, it's so good to have you here. Um, when oh. was the last time you went sledding? Oh. Oh, I'm sledding now. Oh, you are currently. This is great. Our summers are, your summers are our winters. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was reading about I think it. My, my sister Jenny is here. She might have some questions for you, Johan Garcide. Um, do you have questions about his land, Sweden? Uh, what do you eat? Fish. Lots of lots of fish. And, and bugs. <laughs> And it's what? not sweet fish, and I just eat bugs. Oh, okay. Do you cook the bugs, or you eat them raw? Oh. No, no, I've got plenty here. They're just 
They're just crawling around. Oh, okay. They're tr- Did you say they're trolling around? <laughs> these these bugs are trolling around. I love it. I love it. <laughs> They're trolling around. Oh my god, that's so great. That's great. Oh, these bugs here, they're just trolling around. <laughs> oh man, like being cyber, cyber, uh, like annoying cyber, you know, creeps. Like they're trolling around. These bugs. Crawling around. They're in my shoes. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, dude. Okay, so I had this idea for a. Um, this idea popped into my brain and I, and I said a little piece of it right at the last pod, the podcast that I just finished up and I just put out there. And it's so funny, just like what you were saying, I took it off airplane mode. I, I, you know, made my description, uh, put, put the, put the, you know, title, whatever out it went. And then that's when you texted me. And, uh, it was so funny that you knew it's like, you knew, you knew what had happened. That was so crazy. Well, no, I sent you this text and then, and then I got a notification on my phone that said that Inspirato Projecto just uploaded a, uh, a new episode for the podcast. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I in, just in my head, I was like, okay, he's off airplane mode now, so watch. I, I just thought in my head, you know, any moment he's going to respond to my text. <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. You know what's so interesting? I didn't even know that was even a possibility that it lets your phone know when a new episode arrives. That's so intriguing. What the oh, heck program is that? Every... No, it's just my iPhone, man. Every time you upload one, it tells me right away. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Yeah, like there's there one day I got three notifications of three new podcasts from you and I was like, holy <laughs> crap. Right. I've got plenty to listen to on my drive to and from work. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh my gosh. I, I, it just came to me like a floodgates. And so I've just been like taking pieces from the past. And now I'm thinking about, man, I've got like, um, lots of micro cassettes that I was recording, uh, personal, you know, a personal journal on my, at the beginning of my journey when I first moved out here. So I would love to get those transferred digitally and, um, uh, and then play some of those artifacts on there as, as well. And plus I have this, uh, four track, four track, uh, I forgot what it is. Maybe it's a task cam, uh, cassette thing that I want to be able to get all of my, um, any tapes that I've, of rec- recordings, you know, any four track recordings, anything, just get it all digital. And then, so that way I can always mess with it, you know, for future, future endeavors. And, um, Oh, that say they're they're micro cassettes. Yeah, I got or... some micro cassettes, and I also got um, regular uh, cassettes uh, that I had regular recorded. Cassettes. I've got a device that'll digitize oh. it right into your. Oh, uh, dude! Into your computer, my friend. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! Okay, that is awesome to hear. That that's 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 fantastic. Also, do you by chance have a V a a V a VCR? thing that can do that yeah oh my god you're talking video micro my friend dude okay okay here's another question do Wait, you, you know what yeah I could, do, I could do micro too you oh my god dude oh my god oh my god dude oh my god dude i've got some treasures i've got some treasures and i'd also i also got a buttload of mixtapes 
that I'd like to start putting up on Mixcloud. I know people put up uh, mixtapes on Mixcloud. I'd love all those heavy metal ones that my buddy used to make for me, all the ones my cousin Dan used to make for me. Oh, my God. That would just be a dream come true to get all those just up there and and out into the world. And, uh, oh, man, that would just be a dream. That would yeah, be so much something else. Oh man, dude. I knew if oh, anybody yeah. had that kind of equipment, it would be you because you're like the guy who, where was it? Where, where were you at? Where's I was a boy scout. You got to be prepared. That's true. That's true, dude. I, you know what, was it ever mentioned that MacGyver was a boy scout? It sounds to me like he would have been. He must have been. I mean, yeah, you don't get that from just any. Right, dude. Right. You don't get that kind training from just any nonprofit organization. <laughs> I love it. You boil it down to the to the to the essentials. You're like you don't get that kind of training from any just just any uh, non-for-profit organization. Oh my god, yeah. dude. Oh man. Oh my god. I love it, dude. Well, you know, I'm realizing more and more. Hey. Yeah. Oh no, I, I was just going to say now I love listening to your podcast. I love listening to how cerebral you get about um, the inner workings of the mind. Oh, dude, thank you. I love all that. I love all that. Can we talk stupid for a second? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk about pure pop culture, man. I mm-hmm. don't. I just want to talk about, and I don't mean pop culture like. I just mean like movies and. TV well, can we talk about GI Joe? Because I I I really want to do that interview with you about GI Joe. Talk about I. How much time you got? Uh, <laughs> we could split this into many episodes. Oh my god! Because I know you're the yes. GI Joe what king do you now. Um, Dude, I, I I I'm I'm not even close to being a GI Joe king. There's that know things that I don't know how they know these things, but. I'm learning an awful lot about G.I. Joe lately, I gotta tell you. Well, I um, I have you, I love, have you plotted out how you would do, I, I already imagine you've already probably written G.I. Joe movie scripts, like how you would imagine it to play out, who would be included. Heck, you know dude, maybe ideally a TV series. I mean, why not? You know, live action TV yeah. series. You could put, Here's the there's so many characters, there's so much. Here's how I feel about it. G.I. Joe entertainment into the future. How I would love to see it happen. <clears throat> First, we forget about the two movies that are out there currently. We forget about them. Mm-hmm. Those don't even exist. Put those out of our head. They're, those never made. Much like episode one and two of Star Wars. Let's pretend they were never made. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, G.I. Joe, the way it should be done is stay true to the 1980s characters. Now, the way to do that is to keep it in the 1980s. Have President Reagan, have the Cold War going on, all of that stuff. All of that stuff. And your movie starts in 1982. No, 1983. 1983. And you basically, what I would do is base it off of the, 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 the TV show and the comics. I mean... The stories are there. Let's see it. You know, I, I like seeing original stories in the movies, but I'd like to see, like, kind of like The Watchmen. You saw The Watchmen, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you, and you knew the book, right? Yeah, I think it would have made a trilogy so they 
in there. Um, uh, but they did a great job with what they did. I think they they did they did a great job, even with the alterations. You know, um, I think they still really stayed true to the heart. They didn't make a mockery of it. They really tried to do their best in portraying that in a screen format, and yeah, um, it was dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see that for GI Joe. You know, hey, you got ridiculous characters like Bazooka, right? He wears the football jersey, yeah, but uh, twelve or fourteen on it, and yeah, he's got to be out there in that, that costume, dude. Yeah, and yeah, the most unironic and you know, like completely unapologetic. Like you don't, you know, we don't call attention to it. No nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like, oh, look what we're doing. Yeah, I know he's wearing this football jersey. No, it's like that's yeah. That's what they're. That's what it is. And yeah. you look over there, and there's the karate dude. You're like, yep, a, that's just how it is. We got karate. You don't dude. put him in a black leather suit and then give him uh, beading on the sides of the suit. That's you know, maybe correspond. It's like a, a shout out to his original costume, like his head. Or- <laughs> a shout out. You know, no. <laughs> shout out. A shout out. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. it's like a shout out. Bring oh, back Night Rider in the '90s or or in the 2000s. Yeah, it was a different car. It was like a Mustang or something. That didn't. Oh yeah, that's not Knight Rider. That's not Kit. That's how I feel about this. So they stick to that, and they base the story yeah. off of the comics and the TV shows. You're solid. What would be the first story that you'd like to see of it? Do you <sighs> do you think it's even necessary to show an origin story, or no, do you think really. it's just you know like jump in the middle of it, kind of like Star Wars? Like well, okay, no, here we are. This is would... we're just hopping into their lives you remember the cartoon right yeah it sounded like they never made any callbacks to any other previous missions it's it was each one existed on their own they might have might as well have just each existed in their own parallel universe maybe that's what i was being taught way back yeah, then. The, didn't the, even realize oh, it that mean, it was like okay yeah. here's one universe here's one thing right. they don't have to be stitched together that's right and there's some key components to each side that that um that I think could be blended together. So, for instance, I would start basically with the storyline from the cartoon, the, the real American hero. Bring in the, the mass device that's in that cartoon. I know way too much, you guys. I sound like a geek, but bring in the mass device. Dude, this is... And then yeah. I, would, I would blend in storylines from the comics, which I, I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar with. But there are key things I would bring in. Eventually, towards the end of it, I, of, of the... The franchise. I mean, I'm talking movies here, not just one. You'd have the the Cobra Civil War. Oh my god! I'm telling you, I know way too much about it. But I would follow those storylines and blend them together a little bit, and I would keep true to the costumes. Destro has to have that voice. Cobra Commander has to have that voice. It's just what it is. But you can't pick yeah like The Rock to be Roadblock. There's a like the the I can't think of his name right now. There's an actor. He was in Lost. He was always quiet. Oh. He would be a badass roadblock. Oh oh, Mr. Echo. Yes, there it is, Mr. Echo. Whoa. There. You know, and the interesting thing is, what's interesting is, I think if you pick good actors and people who look like the parts, rather than having to go for huge like mr echo it's awesome because it's like there's sort of a cult following in that and they'll follow that dude around wherever he'll go now like i think like when they start 
like casting these huge actors in these roles, those actors want to make sure that their faces are seen. And, you know, and they're like, okay, we're getting our money's worth. Now, if you cast sort of, I don't want to say unknown actors, but I mean, look what they do with, with Star Wars movies and stuff. You know, you just got good actors. You have good, um, you know who I, who, here's who I would pick for Duke. And it's a young actor, relatively new. I mean, he's not, you know, old like, like Harrison Ford, but I'd pick, I'd pick Chris Pine for Duke. Ooh, he would be a good Duke. He would be a good Duke. He'd be, he'd be perfect. And, and, and for, um, <laughs> I put some thought into this. Wow. And, and for Flint, I'd use Clint Eastwood's son. I don't know. If, I can't think of his name right now. Is it Scott Eastwood? But he oh, I think so. Heart, man, and he would be that serious, I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. So, okay, so in your dream team of, because I know you've, you've t- talked about, like, before people, people going, holy cow, you know, those are great picks for, for these parts. In addition to the ones you've mentioned, what are some of the others that you, you've, you've uh, brewed up in your I'll brain? I'll try to run through some and, and see. I've actually, I've had this conversation with people before. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Okay, Scarlet, Emma Stone, um, uh, Snake. I'd, I'd leave it at Ray Park. That guy's perfect for it. I'd... Oh, yeah. Okay, the guy who played the mummy in the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser. Oh. That, that tall, bald guy. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Cobra Emperor, Serpentor. Right? Whoa, yeah. dude. He would be a good Serpentor. Uh, Whoa. What's the guy, Jackie Haley, the guy who played Rorschach? Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, Cobra for who? Cobra Commander. Right oh shoot, that's right. good. That's a good one. That's good. Now I don't know how I. Well, hold on. I'm not going to go to Destro yet. Let me think of Zarkan. Who do I have as Zarkan? Oh. Uh, and this is again another kind of. These are great picks. How about... I could totally man these guys. How about um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? I'd have him as Zartan. Ooh, that would be good. Right? That's a good one. That would be really good. Um, yeah, he would be good. Well, Destro, I, I automatically want to see Ving Rhames do it. <sighs> but then I don't want to see him do it at the same time. I, I have yeah. feelings about that one. Okay, how about this one? Um what Brock Lesnar? I just, I just thought of a, I just thought of a completely absurd thing as if you yeah. if just 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 it's so ridiculous where we actually get um we actually get the Darth Vader guy to do the voice of Destro. How hilarious would that oh be? Oh my dude? god! We get him to be the voice. Oh my god! You know dude. what though? Can you, know you imagine? I think the guy who did the voice of Destro is still alive. Wow! The Cobra- oh, dude, that would be great. Yeah. Get the original voice, dude. Whoa, yeah. that would be good. That's the one thing they did right in the Transformers movie is they brought in uh, the guy who did the Optimus Prime voice. Yeah, dude. Wow. Wow. Um, wow, that's cool. So what about for Co- Cobra Commander? I mean, when he's got the, the shield on his face and everything, couldn't it be the original voice of that guy? Yeah, but w- you know what? I'd actually, well, no, the original voice, that guy, he's dead. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
he's dead. Would you still have it be like would, squeak, like like ah, like Starscream? I would. Okay, so that's what I would do. I would I would ask Jackie Earl Haley. I think is his name, right? I'd ask I him. Think so. Do your best because I feel like he could own that that role with great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But and I just say, hey, look, try to do your best voice like this. You know? Dude, you know what? It from? sounds like, like it sounds so gravelly and stuff. It almost sounds like his his throat is like cut, face in the throat or something like that. Like he's got damage to the throat, and that's why it sounds like that. Has it ever been explained why? His voice isn't permanently like like Rorschach, though, is it? I mean, <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm thinking like for the Cobra Commander. You know how the Cobra Commander he's like, rah, rah, rah. oh yeah. Like he's got like 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 as if his throat was cut at one time oh, or yeah, something, no. you know. Like there was some kind of manglement to it. Like years of uh, smoking. Oh my gosh! But so, uh, who else would could you imagine in uh, some of these? Like, they, for instance, um, is Tom Axe and Zaymot. Okay, Tom Axe and Zaymot. I got it. Uh, that okay. I don't know his name, but remember the guy who played the Scarecrow in the first uh, Batman movie. With, uh, Dude, you know which one whoa, Dark yes, oh. De- not Cecil. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, Cyril, Cyril, or something like that. I don't, I forgot his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he would be good. That's a good one. Yeah, and he just plays both of them. And then, um, let's see, Woody Harrelson as Wild Bill. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's awesome. Did you ever have GI Joes growing up? What did and what did you have? I had GI Joe guys. I had. Uh, I think I had Clutch. I think I had. Mother, I think had him. Did Did he come with the Jeep? He came with the Jeep, didn't he? Didn't they usually? I said that you're you're starting to cut oh, in and out. Cl- the uh, the guy Clutch was he a part? Did he come with the Jeep? Yeah. So Clutch came out in 1982. He was straight arm. That means, remember swivel arm battle grip? Oh, yeah, that's right. The straight arm. And it was tricky because when you put a, a machine gun in their arm, it was yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, so before swivel arm battle grip, you had the 1982 figures, and they were all straight arm. Their plastic was more brittle for some reason, and their thumbs always broke off. And then, but Clutch, he came with with the, uh, the vamp, which is the Jeep. They had the laser guns on the back. Had the, the oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. In the back. The steering oh, yeah. wheel to that actually really hard to find. It's almost Did a lot of kids broken. lose that? Uh, yeah, because it, it doesn't stay in there very well. You know? Oh. <laughs> in 1983, you have uh, two sets of figures that came out that year. You have the 1983 run. Which consists of like Duke, Gung Ho, um, Tripwire, those guys. Then you had in, uh, then they reissued that same year, 1982 figures, but this time with Swivel Arm Battle Grip. So they reissued like, you know, Breaker, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Clutch. Um, yeah. So. There you go. Is that that's more information than you wanted to know about Clutch? How how long was it between when they first issued that original, just straight arm 
um, molding, so to speak. Um, how how well, was, was it a year? Was it a couple of years year. before they released Swivel Arm Battle Grip? It was one year. So 1982 was the only year that it was straight arm. Ah. The 1983 they went over to to swivel arm. Oh my god. They reissued god. all again in '83, and those those figures are called the '82-'83 because they were issued in '82 and '83, and they were the '82 figures, just now with swivel arm battle grip. So all those same now, green guys, Scarlet, yeah. Yeah, because you would see that some of them had similar faces, too, which was always interesting. And it's like, oh, well, his hair is just red, or oh, his hair is just now uh, black. Oh, or yeah. Sometimes you know, there's slight variations in things. Oh, yeah. 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 It was so interesting. I mean, it was so interesting to watch the evolution. For instance, I, I, I have a Destro. Well, I have three Destros. <laughs> and uh, there's a difference. There's a difference in them. Uh, one... This is going to sound so weird. The date stamp is on is on the butt? No, it's on the inner thigh. The date stamp is on the inner thigh of that one. It says uh, Hasbro 1983. But, or Hasbro 1984, that's what it says. But there's another one that doesn't have a date on it at all. It's a little bit more rare. I don't know as though it does anything for the price jump at all. Um, but... I just happened to have one. I, I didn't try to get it, but I, I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, and that was the earlier version. That's for some reason they made a mistake or something and forgot to put a date stamp on it or something. But that's the type of variations that are out there when you're looking at collecting stuff. And it's not like, well, for me at least, I'm not like, going, I must have this. I must have that. It's just, wow, hey, look, look what I found. That's kind of fun. You find it in the wild, you know, you hunt it down. And, oh, hey, look at that. That's cool. Wow, I could imagine a great sort of a photo essay book with people showing off their G.I. Joe collection and um, and also their knowledge, you know, interesting hidden little things like that little gem like you're talking about. Because imagine there might be a whole bunch of things out there that you don't know about that people just haven't even reported yet, you know, like – like for instance, does does anybody else know about what you just told me? Like, did you say any of that okay. in forums? Like, I'm sure you've got people out there who are like, "Holy cow, wow, oh, yeah. that exists!" Or like, "Oh yeah, I got one." No, that the, the Destro thing is definitely something that collectors know about. It's not. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's because I, I got that information from other collectors. It's just so cool because the more that you start learning. trip you know come across some other thing that you're like oh what what's that now you know and and then you realize oh my gosh i had this thing all along you know didn't even realize that it's this thing you know must be interesting uh that kind of those kinds well, of epiphanies I, I do have some some stuff like that my um uh... oh are you still there hurt yeah uh-oh okay. hello oh okay Here, let me uh let me move around and see if I'm if it's my bad. Well, maybe I need to move to a spot here. I I just moved. Maybe this will be a different. Yeah, I'm I'm moving too. All right. Um. Yeah, no, I actually have something that that's rare, but it's from my childhood. It was something that I got as a gift. I got it for Christmas. I for, I remember getting it. It was 1986 because that's the year 
that this came out, um, what I would have been 11, I guess. And um, it was this five pack of GI Joes and it was the special missions to Brazil. And it was just, it was four guys that already came out that year. You had Leatherneck, Wetsuit, uh, Mainframe, and Dino Pan. And they were all repainted different. There's like silver and they were in, in just darker colors. Some, well, oh. there's still some yellow stuff, but you know, there's a repaint. And then they also created one new character that was made up of other figures' body parts. And they, um, his name was uh, Colonel Claymore. And he led that special mission to Brazil. And it was a Toys R Us exclusive, and I just happened to get it for Christmas. And it came with an audio tape, too. You played the audio tape, and it had this really horrible... An audio yeah, tape? That's it, awesome. It is awesome in, in theory, but when you play it, it's like... <laughs> it sounds like a couple guys with a tape recorder in a bedroom making voices. So... You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and when they went into the... Oh, it'd be like me doing it right now. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Roadblock. I, you know, it, 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 <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, that sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. <laughs> dude. Oh, my God, dude. Wouldn't it be funny if we made a G.I. Joe serial, like a three-minute show, like three-minute three, uh, three minute G.I. Joe uh, serial, and then, you know, what'll happen next week? Will Roadblock yeah. find his shoes? <laughs> oh, man. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun. Well, so, um, so okay. Have you? I, I. It must have been interesting watching the different evolutions of GI Joe throughout oh. uh, throughout time. Like watching how because I remember there was a time when the cartoon looked quite different. It, it had a very different style. Well, okay. And so then the um, cartoon. The deal with the cartoon is it was with Sunbow, and Sunbow did the original run of the cartoon from nineteen eighty. Four, I think, ah. until like 1987 when they did the G.I. Joe movie where, um, you know, that you have the Cobra, la, 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 <laughs> la. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that Sunbow did. And then I guess Hasbro cheapened out. They, they didn't want to pay the, pri- the quality price anymore. So they... They went with uh, Deke, the same company that did like Inspector Gadget. And so it's very different, you know, stylings. And so, but they had the same voices that they used to have, at least for a little while. But once it gets into the those cartoons, I really don't know too much about it because I don't, I don't care about those. <laughs> what so what year did those start appearing? I think. Yeah, it would have to be. It would have to be 1988. Those You're more of a what? What's the oh. farthest your uh, how should I say your knowledge or, and or interest uh, dip? How far does that dip oh. into that era? What's my, the my like the closest it touches? Wide span throughout uh, 1982 to 1994. That's the the run of the of, of GI Joe. But my wheel as and my wheel oh, okay. collecting okay. is 1982 to 1986, but I bleed into 87. I bleed into eight. I, but now, just recently, I've been reaching out to the 90s because there is some. If I look at the figures differently, 
because they're all from about 1990 onward to 94. They started doing weird stuff, like making the color costumes bright. <laughs> they brought in like dolphins for <laughs> that squirt water. They brought in like uh, yeah, it was weird, oh man, like like they did another version of Deep Six, and he came with a, a dolphin. Like this big rubber dolphin that was bigger than he was in the, in the package, like you buy, like you buy a figure off the, the the peg. So it was a little silly, and it was just. And there's one guy. It looks like Homer Simpson. I can't think of his name. He's from the '90s, and he looks like Homer <laughs> Simpson in his nuclear <laughs> outfit, you know. And he takes off his, his yellow. Oh my gosh! Helmet with like the space shield. And he looks like Homer. He looks like a real, like a real version of Homer Simpson. It's kind of weird. But anyway, notice now. Um, let's actually have some yeah. quality in by the, the campiness of them, and I'm appreciating them on a different level now. Plus, I've got, I've got. Oh, that's cool. Every figure from '86 to '83, so I got to branch out of. Oh, that's cool. Um, now for that GI Joe movie, <laughs> would you hi- would you um, hire any of the writers of oh, any of the you know like let's say for instance would you put the comic book guys in the same room with the animation writers you know and go okay guys let's brainstorm on this stuff. Here's what, if I were directing, if I were producing and directing this movie, let's pretend for a moment that I'm directing and producing this movie, and I I, I would immediately without hesitation contact Larry Hammond and say, please, 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 please write this movie. And I would give just my thoughts on it, uh, being director and producer, I would just say, you know, be true to, to the brand. Be true to the cartoon. That's cool. to the storyline of the original comic book. Try to incorporate the two. Mix them together. Uh, who do you want on your team to, to help make this happen? Who would be best fitted? You know more than anyone. Who would you bring in? Stay. Oh, that's cool. And, and I would let him build a team. That's what you got to do right there. Boom. That's how the GI Joe. That's great. Oh my God. And then, and then as far as costume design, as far as that goes, and as far as making sure it's true, you bring in Ron Rudat. That guy designed all of the G.I. Joe figures. And, in fact, you know, remember the character uh, Leatherneck? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what he looked he like all, he right now. I remember his name. He and Bazooka always hung out. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. He oh. and Bazooka didn't hang out. That was Alpine, I'm sorry. But Leather, oh, Leatherneck and Wetsuit used to hang out. That's what it was. Um. Mm. But anyway, leather Leatherneck, he's a Marine. He's in green camouflage. Um, his face sculpt is after Ron Rudat. Oh, wow. I think his name is also a take on Ron Rudat's name somehow, I think. It's awesome. Yeah. So, But that guy, the guy who sculpted it, I'd bring him in as like costume consultant. Make sure everything's you know the way it should be. And stay, wow. And staying true to GI Joe. 
and, and then bring in awesome costume designers to make it happen. Of course, you know, this is a fantasy, right? <laughs> so. But wow. I would do for G- That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And in casting, you just, who cares about, you know, getting some big star? Get, get people who can do the job and do it well. You know? Yeah, because I'm thinking then more more you know can be put into the the story and the you know just the uh, production design of it uh, the you know more of that believability of that particular world. Now, would you have them utilize laser sort of like laser guns like in the uh, in the cartoon, or would would they would there be certain bullets? That's a very good question, and I've I've thought about this too, and I. There's part of me that would like to see lasers, but you know the only reason mm-hmm. there were lasers was because it was a kids show on TV and they couldn't have bullets. Right, that's right. I mean, that's why all of them had lasers. I mean, He-Man had lasers, Transformers, they all did. They all did. So. Oh yeah. And Mask, Mask had lasers, and it and that's. Oh, that's true. But if you read the action figure, the contents list on the action figure packaging, it actually tells you what kind of gun they come with and what kind of. Uh, arsenal they have, you know. Uh, they talk about yeah. missiles and what caliber, what caliber bullet it takes, you know. It's um, so, so I think I'd actually go with bullets. But here's what I would do: I would throw in tracer bullets, and you know what a tracer bullet is, right? Oh, would it light up? Yeah, and I would have GI Joe have red tracers, and I'd have that's red, great blue tracers. That's, brilliant, that's brilliant, brilliant. You can combine the both worlds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, oh, that's good. That's again, cool. This takes place in the 1980s. So, I mean, you still have guys like Breaker and Dial Tone. Who are oh, dude, I love it, dude. And they, they don't have cell phones. They just got that, which is funny because, like, which is interesting because we always hear about how the military is like 30 years ahead of us, you know, in terms of, or we're actually 30 years behind in technology within the military. So it's interesting to think that. You know, so you put it in the the military in that days with only the technology that they had back then. So you still have like this. You you know, there's a guy out there, a human being already with a chip in his head somewhere that has the ability to. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, yeah. That already exists. Oh, yeah. And the body's being remote controlled. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. I think so. Oh, boy. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh oh! Yeah. Uh oh! Oh, so um, now let's <laughs> say. Oh, I want to ask you now. Did you ever get any of the action figure uh, action figures like the the what were they twelve inches tall? The guys with the hair on them and stuff. No, I was never into the the twelve inch dolls. I, I I shouldn't say dolls. Action figures. I was not into the the the, the big ones because. They weren't my time, you know. My cousin, however, my right. cousin, he's just slightly older than I am. And he, I remember he had G.I. Joes. Now, I, rem- I also remember my family trying to convince me that those were G.I. Joes. I'm like, no, those are – I don't see – it doesn't say G.I. Joe anywhere. That's not G.I. Joe. And, and look at it. Look how big it is. That's, that's not yeah. G.I. Joe. I said, that's not – I remember as a kid – 
saying that that's not even an action figure. That's a doll. Because oh my gosh! So the only action figures I I ever had were Star Wars and GI Joe. So I always had the little ones. Right. Not this, you know. Not not the uh, the bearded GI Joe. Not right. a but my cousin had him, and he he was a heavy metal guy. He was a drummer in a heavy metal band, and I uh, know in a speed metal band. And he, so he at one point in his teenage angst took a uh, took the dolls and, and shaved mohawks into their hair. Oh my god! And gave them. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! Now now if if I, if I found out he still had those. I'd ask him if I can add them to my collection, only because. Oh my God! That was, that's what I knew as the original GI Joe, which. Whoa. I, I was still not convinced. Dude. I was. I, oh my. I was still not convinced they were GI Joes for years, man. For Dude, years. wouldn't that be funny? This just popped in my brain. Is like after the credits roll, they 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 you know maybe the Joes come upon this this mountain and they they climb past it and they see that there's this land of like GI Joes that are like huger than them, like giant sized GI Joes. And so it, it kind of plays off that idea of like the action figure GI Joes and like the 12 inch dolls, so to speak. So it's like, you know, we add this other element of like, Oh my God, we're not the first ones. <laughs> How about this? So I always thought that GI Joe should have a, a little bit of history. There doesn't need to be an origin story, but as the, as the, movies go along we inter- we intertwine this new original storyline that that goes along with the old storyline oh and the joel colton who is what gi joe is named after joe colton is the original gi joe oh wow and i i think he it would be awesome if he was like the 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 platoon leader in a vietnam in vietnam or you know, and, and, and he, his troops were like, you know, Duke, Hawk, um, and maybe Stalker. And then, like, even, yeah, so those guys would be in, like, their platoon. And so G.I. Joe Colton would be older. And that's how you can introduce him. So, like, there's this history that every now and then gets flashed back to of them in Vietnam. Ooh, that's awesome. Maybe once... That that part is is like that part of the story is done, and we've introduced uh, uh, Joe Colton. Maybe there's some weird thing later on where there's a enlarging ray, and he gets zapped, and he's enlarged to what his scale would be to a, a three. Oh my god! Action. Oh my god! That would be crazy. That would be insane. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, dude! <laughs> wow dude i love it oh my god you know and then what happens is it just so happens that they need his help the military needs his help um or the the current uh you know the current uh way that that gi joe is created they they now have to get his help to battle some big sea creature that's climbing out of the ocean or something <laughs> now he's got to fight him you know who would play that part that would have to be robert redford Oh shit, yeah. Oh my god, dude. Oh, that's good. That's good. See, there's your big name. You bring your big name in there because you can all you know what I mean? 
like he could go out in a blaze of glory somehow, you know, and you're, and, and, but you, you still have oh, that. Uh, wow, dude. That's incredible. That's good, incredible. Right? You know, yeah. I'm so surprised that someone didn't at some point invent, I, I bet you in the direction that it was going because they had that crystal ball guy. Um, you know, what you said it was based off of Vincent Price. I'm thinking if they continued down that path, sooner or later they would have made a time, time uh, machine guy, like a mad scientist who makes time machines. And I bet you they would have had Old West G.I. Joes. They would have had um, future G.I. Joes. They would have had you know, 1800s GI Joes. I just had this interesting feeling that it would have headed in that direction. Okay, I guess. Okay, so they just had the last Joe Con ever uh, back in, I think it was Tennessee. I think it was in Tennessee. Anyway, they had the last Joe Con, and at one of the um, panels that they had there, I didn't go to this, by the way. I, I just heard about it. One of the panels there, they talked about how. Um, Oh, what uh, it was, I think the panel was called uh, G.I. Joe after 1994. And they had like the plans for that. And they were bringing more monsters into it. Wow. Like, yeah, they had something where like the G.I. Joes would turn into monsters. Oh. Like somehow they were, yeah. And it was a response to remember Goat, the real Ghostbusters? Yeah. And they had like these ridiculous ones I didn't like, but they like flip out and like change into things. So they kind of did that with, they were going that direction with, with G.I. Joe because it was, that was popular and so was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I Whoa. So they were kind of trying that out. Whoa. Which, if, if, G.I. Joe had just kept going. Eventually, they would have gotten into something like Holy that. Holy cow. Could you imagine? Okay, since they got the blueprints for that, imagine this just popped in my brain. How interesting would that be? Let's say throughout the course of these films, we see little hints of those monsters or whatever it is that they're imagining. Like, okay, if they say, you know, uh, Duke turns into this werewolf kind of guy or whatever, dinosaur guy or whatever. Um, it'd be interesting if during the series of these movies, you see quick 30-second scenes of these creatures and people are like, what do these creatures have to do with anything? Well, what it is, it's a flat, it's a flash forward to the future is what it is. And we don't realize that, Oh my God, that's the creature that, you know, this person ends up turning into in the future. And, you know, throughout time, throughout time, that's what was so cool with like lost or, or even Westworld. They eventually started making other scenes that then filled in the blanks between that other scene you saw long ago and then that other scene that happened recently and you go, oh, this is the scene that fills in the blanks now that's playing. And um, Well, you know, that here now here's what I would do for the entire um, G.I. Joe franchise. I think it would have to be four movies long. You'd have the first movie that starts off early. You got the mask device as your main, um, I don't know if you can call it a, MacGuffin, but it's the, the center of the story. Then the second one, I do the, the, the weather control device, and I would mix in that time period of comics into the storyline. But I, I would stick with, with the um, weather control device because it was just such a cool storyline. It's my favorite of all of those cartoons. But, but So every season, they'd have a, 
a mini series, a five part mini series. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, dude. Wow. It was because it was just we knew that there was this one week we we're gonna get five cartoons and that was it. There wasn't like twenty four cartoons after that. They did that a real American hero. I remember I was in a I was watching all week and on Wednesday and I was also recording it on my my VHS at home. But on Wednesday, I couldn't record because I was in Cub Scouts and I had a den meeting to go to. Wow. And so I'm, I re- we watched it at the den meeting. But for years, I'd rewatch it without Wednesday there because it was right in the middle of it all. It was just, I always remember thinking, what happened? I can't remember after years and years went by. But anyway, so then I'd go from Revenge of Cobra, which was the uh, weather control device. Then from there, I'd go over to Arise. Or no, no. There's there's one miniseries called The Pyramid of Darkness. It's so weird. At one point, Snake Eyes is dressed up like in drag, and he's dancing on a stage with shipwreck. It's very strange. <laughs> what? This really yes. happened? Yes. Yes. What what app were they cast under a spell? They they meet up. They're trying to escape Cobra City or something like that. And there's this, I don't know. And then the, and then there's the Fatal Fluffies. The what? <laughs> so then, they, yeah. So then GI Joe goes up in space to the I think the to the space station, and Zartan is in disguise on the shuttle, and he reveals himself, and so do the Dreadnoughts. Uh oh. And then they they unleash these little furry things and they're these cute things that look like, like mugwai from Gremlins, you know what I mean? They're... And then they like oh uh, Zartan blows a little whistle and they grow into these gigantic monsters and they're they're called fatal fluffies. They're, oh weird. no. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know as well I'd include that pyramid of darkness series. I don't I think I'd go straight from Revenge of Cobra to Arise, Serpento, Arise. And that's where they, of course, make Serpentor by collecting the DNA of uh, famous, uh, uh, what would you call them, madmen that ruled countries. Mm. But anyway, uh, so they, they got the DNA of all these dead dictators or whatever, and they, they make this one... You know, it makes a pentor. So I would, I'd do that. Oh, and then you got to end it with Cobra Law somehow. Got to end it with Cobra Law. Um, and that has all those monsters we were talking about. Wow. Wow. How interesting. So there were times Joe when. Born on that. G.I. Joe fans would be like. What? Oh, I don't know about Cobra Law. It gets a little weird. <laughs> same guys would probably also say, but you got to have them. You got to have them. You got to have the Cobra Law. And that's where I'd end it. <laughs> There's probably guys who are deep into the 90s figures that are like, oh, no, no, you got to keep going. But I would just end it. That would be like the, the grand finale of the Cobra Law. <laughs> Four movies are done. Now, this just popped in my brain. Okay, so you have those particular movies. Now, I'm thinking, what if, like you were saying, they, they had the five-issue, you know, or a five-series, limited series, or whatever. 
what if there was, let's say, a Netflix, Amazon, something like that? There's a five, a blast of five of those that basically maybe because it sounds like the things that you you explained to me were mostly the cartoons. What if we do blasts of five in between each of those movies um, that that are more uh, comic book based well, and yet still connect those movies together? There you go. I like that idea. What, what it might be kind of like fun. Comic book. And you made it like like a cartoon, like like uh, Star Wars Rebels or Star Wars. Oh, uh, that would be neat. Oh, that would be neat. Almost more like, um, and, and what I mean by like those, I don't mean the animation. I just mean the fact that it's this running serial for seasons. For, yeah. You know, however, but I would do it. I would do it with motion capture, and I would do it. Ooh, do it. rotoscoping kind of motion capture, huh? Maybe so, yeah, like like how they did. Um, uh, Are you saying like, like, yes, look to it or, yeah, but but make them look Ooh. like the original cartoon. But yes. Oh yes, gotcha, gotcha. Or or, or no no no, not even the original cartoon, the original comic book. Give it that style. That's Ooh. Ooh, that's good. So make it like that and pull it off like. Like The Watchmen, man. The Watchmen was a great movie. And there's people who will argue that point and say the ending is not exactly the same. And I, I'm okay with that. I, that makes it special. That makes it different. Just a little bit different. But the, the rest yeah, I think I've I've learned. Oh, how many times have you seen it? Ooh, I, not not in the hundreds, but and any time it's on, I have to stop and watch it. It's one. It's a beautifully made movie. It just looks amazing. I remember yeah. the trailer with that Smashing Pumpkins song playing, and it was just like, oh, holy man. crap, I've got to see this. Oh, yeah, the slow motion of the fight scene and everything with, yeah, I with mean, that God. Cool, that... Yeah, that cool music in the background, it was, it was badass. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I would do the comic like that. Or the, the comic, the uh, cartoon based on the comic like that. Because there's so many stories, you know, so many little things that just uh, – something would have to be sacrificed if it was only just movies. Now, if if there were also, you know, like those little bursts, those little five-episode, six-episode bursts, and then yeah. you can put in all those all those other crazy um, – like you get Zartan and all that, all that stuff that's going on. Or and, um, wire. Oh, my God. Oh is a figure that no one wanted. It was an exclusive to... Oh, shit. I can't remember who it was an exclusive to, but it was an exclusive to a store, and it, it came with an audio tape, and it was... Do you remember the action figure Tripwire? I think I do. I think I do. He was all green. He had black goggles, and he has a, uh, like a metal detector, and he has a backpack, a backpack full of mines. Oh. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I think my brother Josh had him. Yeah, so they made that guy, but all in red and orange. Interesting. And no one wanted him because it was ugly. And so everyone passed it up. But now it's one of the most rare figures you can, you can find. Ooh. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's attainable, but it's... Financially, a little bit out of my reach. I can't justify it. Well, it would be great to definitely squeak him into uh, 
into the G.I. Joe yeah. movie. I mean, those those little nods, those little tiny – I mean, and especially the characters that, you know, if there'd be fun, a funny way to, like, find a way to to sneak the, the, the special characters, the UPC code uh, characters into the movie where – hmm, I don't know. We're like – what? Yeah, what are you thinking? I just had a thought on, on hmm. listening on Tripwire. I could see it where he goes into it. He's getting ready to go into a minefield to detect mines. And he hits this power button on his side. And his pads light up like this reddish-orange hue. And he says, okay, that, that it's putting out some sort of signal that keeps the, that, like, keeps the mines from blowing up somehow. Ooh, I like it. I like it. And that's, that's the tribute to listening fun tripwire right there. Boom. So oh, that's cool. He's all... Yeah, see, so, I mean, it, I don't know. It's a fun, man, it's a fun hobby. Well, and there are just so many, so many characters out there. Oh, my God, you're not kidding. There's, like, I don't know how many hundred, but I think there's 500 and some odd figures that are out there. And a lot there's a lot of them that have been, you know, like, there's different versions. There's, like, you have rock and roll. We have rock and roll version two, and Snake Eyes has like sixty nine different versions. Maybe <laughs> great like Snake Eyes continues to look different each time you see him throughout the movie. <laughs> I have him. I only have Snake Eyes in this costume. I'd have bless you. Thank you. I'd have Snake Eyes in two costumes. That first one from nineteen eighty. Commando. Right. Yes, and then version two with the the night goggles. It, Almost like how he looked in the the movie. Oh, really? Snake Eyes in those two movies is about the only thing good about those movies to me. Mm-hmm. Others may think they're amazing. I don't know if they do. I haven't. Met I mean, them. gosh, you know, you could always always have offshoot films and or TV shows of just the stories of a few of the Joes at a time well, too, you know which it would be cool. Is. You know how they know each other and. You know what they did? They actually blended uh, two toy universes with uh, G.I. Joe. So you have and, – and it's not who you think it is. Who do you think I'm talking about? The other toy franchise that's blended with G.I. Joe. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Now, was it, it was Transformers, right? Yes, but that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. Transformers and G.I. Joe, their universes have crossed paths before. <laughs> Oh, I'm actually talking about um, mask. Whoa, those universes crossed over mask and GI Joe. Yeah, because wow, uh, mask was Kenner and Hasbro bought Kenner. That's why Hasbro makes Star Wars movies now, or Star Wars uh, action figures now. And so they also make mask. Well, they haven't made a new mask line, but they did bring Matt Tracker into GI Joe. There's a G, there's a Matt Tracker GI Joe figure. Whoa! And he has the mask. He looks like Matt Tracker. He has the mask and everything. It's incredible. So mask is part of it too. So you could start a whole mask franchise movie off this. Wow! And you can also start over on Transformers and, and do it justice, and also. These toy lines have to be in the 1980s. They need to be period pieces. Wow. Incredible. If you will. 
Wow. What it's else you want to make, man? <laughs> I have definite opinions about G.I. Joe. And oh, the figures. Uh, I love the action figures. I got to be honest, I love them. Well, they're so, you know, it's so great. It's like when you have a background detail for each of these guys, you know, that was the very smart thing to get imaginations running wild for, for kids, for anybody to, at any age with those guys is that they give you the story. And plus whatever you, it is you see in the series, you kind of get this idea as to their behaviors and stuff. And then you look at that back thing and it's like, okay, this guy does this or he likes that or whatever. Now all of a sudden there you go. Now all of a sudden it's, it's like the earliest form of improvisation that could ever be taught to a kid. It's just like you. Here's what was genius about that. The, the, the marketing that they did on that was amazing. One, the file cards that are on the back of the action figure and on the back of the vehicles that describe the character, those were all written by Larry Hama. Then Larry Hama also wrote the, the comic. So there was that crossover. Now, the cartoon itself is genius on its own because that's what I followed. I followed that mainly. Oh, right. But I recognize the, the, the comic, even though I haven't read them all, as what the... G.I. Joe Bible should follow, if you will, because Larry Hama wrote the file cards to the action figures, and the action figures are what is the whole reason for this thing happening, is the comic, the, the cartoon, it's all about that. So when it gets down to it, the comics and Larry Hama, that's, that's the basis of it all, and that marketing was genius. And they used the cartoon to advertise the comics originally. That's how the cartoon got started. Where the comic book had a commercial that was a, a 30, no, not even 30, it was like 15 or 10 to 15 seconds of a cartoon. And then the rest of it was about the comic or something like that. Well, so, John, listen, there's there's like a minute yep. left of this broadcast and then I got to get back to, to wedding yep. videos. But um, I'm so glad that we were able to talk about G.I. Joe. I've been wanting to do this <laughs> and I'm so happy that where are some of the, your favorite forums that people could could actually find you in there? Oh. In addition to listening to Forgotten Tales. There's a there's a uh, vintage G.I. Joe forum uh, for 1982 or yeah, 1982 through 1994. I can't remember the exact name. I, I'm on there quite regularly. <laughs> so if anyone wants to know more about G.I. Joe, go there. That's a, the definite starting point. Also Facebook, um, right? On Facebook, and there's lots of great guys there. Um, many people that love the trade. Some people just throw stuff your way if you need it. Other guy, you know, there's always something that's for sale, and they're always – Using, uh, oh boy! Fifteen, ten seconds. Okay, dude. All right. Hey, I'll talk to you soon. That was an extraordinary, extraordinary message from Strong Body, Strong Soul, uh, in relation to Orson Welles calling up her podcast and leaving a message. Thank you so much for calling in. Just a very sweet soul and gets along with everybody. Good old-fashioned, high-vibrating conversations. And we also had an extraordinary conversation with John Garside from Forgotten Tales, all about G.I. Joe. In addition to listening to his podcast, you can find him in the Facebook, Facebook areas, and 
other forums dealing with G.I. Joe. This guy knows all the ins and outs. He knows how to repair these guys. Uh, he's He knows a lot about this stuff. So if you have any questions and want to brainstorm with him about that stuff, I would say find him. Find him. All right, folks, that is all for tonight's Inspirato Projecto. Feel free to email me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Any, any messages, any audio broadcasts that you'd like me to include, keep that in mind.